0: There's gobble gobble in the air, which is way better than under my chin. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. Hey, I am so thankful to be here with you today, this Tuesday before Thanksgiving, if you happen to be listening on a Tuesday, Tuesday with Terry, I am uh, grateful and I'm not saying that just because Thanksgiving is knocking at our door, my mind has been focusing this month in particular On things that I am thankful for, as you know, we've been in the middle of a series that I think I titled thankfulness. Yeah, I don't need to go back and look. You know what it is. Thankfulness, a a series of thankfulness, friends, family creativity and courage and I those four things in particular have just been swirling around so I'm just going to talk about all of that today and uh it's just me and you folks there's not a guest here with us which you know I t- to be honest the reason that one of the main reasons that I love doing um this podcast is because it gives me the excuse if you will to formally connect with another person and sit down and ask them questions and I really love doing that but I I will also say that in times like today when I wanted to wrap up the series and just sit down at a microphone and start talking that this is also something that resonates with me and that my heart loves and um, so I just want to spend time with you today, if that's okay. When I thought about the, the series, um, I think there was so much, you know, going on in my mind at the time. I have been moved to, to pause, I suppose. You know, the, we hear so much about live in the moment and, um, in the process that I have been through for a handful of years of um, growth and healing and moving forward and being honest with myself. There's been so much in that lengthy journey that I've been on, but I guess we're all on a journey and always will be until we aren't here anymore. Um, but this leg of it, let's just say that this leg of this journey has been about um changing some things some patterns some things that aren't and haven't proven to be the best for me uh ways that I've lived relationships that I have maintained in a way that hasn't been very um healthy for me or for others but in that uh I have been giving a lot of thought to being present in the moment, whatever the moment is, even things that I might not necessarily care to be doing, but to be present in it, it, because this is the moment that I have. I know that sometimes when I'm faced with doing things that are challenging or even not so, like I'm facing a time that might be really cool, like um, a celebration of sorts or, or what have you. I still can be out somewhere else. And I have in the past had to um, coach myself, like like talk to myself about that moment. And one of the things that I say is, um, this is the only moment or only time like this that you will get. Stay in it and what i mean by that like whether it's something difficult or whether it's something celebratory and full of joy that it is the only one like it that i have and will get i will not repeat that moment or moments or or time frame ever again even if like it is say grieving which is something i st- still find myself doing over losses in my life and, uh, all sorts of losses, but the grieving, that is something I will only do once in that day. And that moment, there might be more coming tomorrow, but the experience right now, or the celebration right now, as it looks right now, I only get this right now, one time. And there's something in me that really is motivated by that because I don't like to let go of loss. I don't like. To, I don't want to see opportunity slip through my fingers, or I don't like to say goodbye in general. I'm not a fan of that i i remember when i sold one of my jeeps um that i had it was a jeep cherokee and i had um her for 12 years and i was very emotional <laughs> trading her in or what i can't remember if i sold her or traded her in but i just appreciate um things in that kind of way so when i put it in a frame work of this is the only moment I get like this moment it is it helps me make it through difficult things it helps me stay in the fullness of celebratory things or in the fullness of anything so I've kind of just been more in that mode lately and um finding a way to to enjoy even what I don't particularly enjoy, but enjoy it because, uh, see, I'm getting emotional, because it is the one time I'm living through that, and I won't live through that again. There are moments and days I trust and hope that will follow, but this one, even this one right now, where I feel like my tongue is thick and I'm t- and I'm tongue-tied, getting some of these words out, I will not have this moment with you again. I am super grateful, and let me not go further without saying it, that this is my second um, Thanksgiving with my podcast audience, and that is a blessing. So thank you, my friends and my f- podcast family. So see, you fit into the, um, to the theme of, of this series as well. So in my staying in the moment as much as I can and been working through the appreciation of that. The things that rise to the cream of that crop, the, the moment crop, are family, friends, um, and creativity and courage. And I just want to, you know, think on those for a little bit. You've been great audience members for the, uh, People that I've highlighted, my uh, friend Brian, um, who is just a partner and such a, such a constant friend in our episode that we re- re-ran on creativity. And, uh, and then I had um, the two lovely brothers that have uh, come back into my life and their experience, uh, Tommy and Mark, Dominic, um, their experience and, and just opening up a window in my world by uh, having them come back around after a handful of years since my, and I said a handful since I was in high school. Yes, I said a handful. And let's not argue over that. And then my niece, Cameron, um, if you had an opportunity to hear that episode, she uh, is a blessing and she's getting married and we're kind of all up in the swirl of that. And I, um, I'm very, uh, moved by those people that are around me that kind of occupy the seat of family and friends and then family that are friends and friends that feel like family. I do want to highlight something that's, um, there's so many things I hope I don't forget that, that, uh, I have a dear friend, um, his name is Brian and he has been battling, uh, COVID for three months. And it looked as though, uh, according to, uh, doctors that he would not make it. And, uh, there's just been so much love and prayer sent his way and for he and his two girls and his wife, Karen, and I am so thrilled and so thankful. Okay, so there go the tears that he has pulled through. And he is looking to come home from the hospital soon. He is in rehab. He's, you know, the body has been through so much, but all the things that they felt that he would never again, one being live, but beyond he has, God has heard our cry and answered, our prayers, and let me just take a side note for a moment, because I know that in this time uh, that I've been so aware of the moment, I lost a friend uh, by the name of Nicole who lost a battle with cancer, and I know it seems even to, to me, and and I'm going to guess others, that there is an awful randomness to the answering of prayers, and I cannot address that. I don't even know where to begin other than my faith that runs so deep, acknowledges a God that's really bigger than all that, and that that God is a God that answers prayer. Um, he's also God, and I am not. And somewhere in there, I have peace and reconcile I have no reasoning. I can't explain a lot. But I just wanted to say that if those of you that have gone through some difficult things and are hearing me testify to the power of prayer in the healing of my friend Brian and the miracle that's going on there as we speak and picking up in rapid speed just for his wholeness that's being restored. But yet you have an account in your own personal life or someone near you where you go, mm, "Where was God there? I'm with you." I prayed passionate prayers for my father, when my father um fought a very trying battle. Um bizarre case of cancer when I was uh, 21 and and then uh, passed away uh, actually I was 22 I'm sorry um, I, I just wanted to say that I'm with you on that but that I, if you struggle with the idea or concept or unconditional love of God I am here and would love to visit with you and let you air out whatever you need to air out um, getting back to Brian, he's a miracle. He's a, he's, he's the manifestation of a miracle that God has done a miracle in unexplained medicine included, unexplained miracle. And this Thanksgiving, I am so grateful for that. As I mentioned, I'm so grateful that I had the, uh, re, uh, acquainting with, um, the Dominic brothers I have um, seen the landscape of my friendships change and I think that when you when an individual the proverbial you makes changes in one's life um, and those are new changes are unfamiliar to the relationships that you have around you it's a, it, it could be a struggle To maintain those relationships because um, we like what is familiar and what we've come to know. And I have had to be okay with letting some of those friendships go as they aren't quite sure what, how to respond to me. Um, And, um, and then I've been very grateful that uh, though relationships are few, uh, friendships are few really, um, dear ones that they have rolled with the punches and that um, we've grown together. So um, in that same category of family and friends in the series of thankfulness, that is all up in there. If you are in the process of change and you know it's bettering you and it's a good thing and you've dug down deep, I just cheerlead you. I'm over here with... uh, a very um, contemporary cheerleading suit on, which means that I might have a lot more thigh showing than what would be uh, socially acceptable, but I have um, brightly colored pom-poms and I am uh, jumping as far as I can up off of the ground for you that I encourage you to embrace that change. And, to go and do it and don't be afraid of it. There's courage in there. Courage was one of the things that I wanted to highlight because um, I'm sometimes without it. And as I have said so many times, and if you've listened and sharing about the launching of this podcast. Not that there's anything terribly terrifying about me in front of a microphone, because I have done that for so much of my life and my career, but it was just starting something that I wasn't sure I knew how to do. And it was worrying about being perfect and doing it well and right. And would people want to listen and all of that stuff that I had to muster up the courage just to go ahead and do it. But I think for those that are creative as well, I think that courage might be, um, it might have a few more uh, obstacles to it because there's so much that we as creative people process in a very different way than those that might not live in the creative lane. By the way, let me just say I think that we all have creativity at our core. It's whether or not we have um, led with it or not, I do think it's there. Maybe it's not been nurtured, or maybe there were other lanes that felt more comfortable, but living in a creative lane has its challenges, I think, when it comes to facing um things courageously because there's a lot to kind of question and hesitate over, and um I think just the way our minds are wired too they're complicated when we live in a creative lane we're used to dissecting and turning the prism and looking at it from every kind of angle because of how we process information and how we want to return that information to someone else in the form of whatever creativity we uh, afford ourselves um, in order to express that but i have been trying to live more courageously and in paying attention um, to those who uh, do the same, that 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 kind of wear a banner of courage. I think about hearkening back to the story of of my friend Brian. His uh, wife Karen has lived courageously. She. Has kept us all informed so faithfully through um, the Caring Bridge. I'm sure many of you might know about that. That it's a um, a means to communicate kind of in post form to folks that want to log in and and find out so that those loved ones that have information to pass around don't have to do it in multiple fashions. They can just have one place to go do it, but she's kept us so informed and she's sort of let us see her heart in as much as she's felt comfortable. And that process has called for her to be, um, nothing shy of courageous. And it's interesting that it has sort of led up to this month where I wanted to talk about, uh, Mm -hmm being courageous Um, and to to focus on individuals and the part of courage that shakes me more than others. You know, the cowardly lion. Um, (laughs) You know, I I think that I I think about the cowardly lion in this image that he um, hid behind and this little sweet, soft fun-spirited person underneath was, uh, really fearful over life and unsure of, unsure of who he was, though he was defined by lions that have gone before him. (laughs) And I feel that way sometimes that I think I, I have, um, a big full personality and a big laugh and, uh, unafraid to talk to people and find myself in leadership situations. But the person that sort of rests, um, beneath all of that, it's not that that is not genuine. I, I, it is, that part of me is, but the person, the extra parts of me are ones that do hesitate. And I am experiencing the process of exercising, being courageous, even in little things, maybe not so little, but like, like uh, facing challenging tasks that I'm not sure what the outcome will be, like fixing a problem, whether, you know, it involves, um, personal business here at home or whatever that I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do that. But to be courageous, to live, to live. To say this is my life and I own it and sometimes it scares me, but I want to live it. And I think living really does call us to be courageous and to get up every morning. Um, What's that? Get that lyric. It's going to date me a little bit. Uh, get up every morning with a smile on my face and show the world all the love in your heart. Um. Yeah, that's where I'm at, <laughs> in a nutshell. want to get up every morning with a smile on my face and show the world all the love in my heart. And sometimes that's hard to do. Um, it's hard to be that vulnerable. I know that I uh, have other facets to my personality that can compensate when I don't want to be that vulnerable um i have a um, sarcasm i have strength that reminds individuals the line that they may be soon crossing or already have um so those things sometimes aren't the part of me i want to really genuinely put out there but i'm working on all of that And I'm thankful that I'm working on all of that because it's really has been making life feel richer. It has been rich. I just have probably blocked myself from some of the appreciation of it. And I'm acknowledging that as much as I can. I also want to say a thanks of just my own, um, reaching out. I, uh, pursued, I I remembered from long ago, these two sisters that I knew, their dad was the pastor of our church in Southern California. And they came into my life at that time when you don't forget. Um, in general it was a junior high ishy period of my life but beyond that I just didn't forget them there um, was a closeness that happened in just the short time they were around they had uh, lived in Arizona and then they moved to California and for a a year ishy. it just seems so much longer than that and then they moved back and I remember my dad was really fond of their dad And on a vacation that we made to Oklahoma, we drove through Arizona and we stopped and visited with them. So the last time that I saw them and I believe spoke with them was in 1977 but they rested on me and i remember trying to when i you know moved to arizona i didn't know that i was going to stay here i had no idea i was cast in a show that just ended up being a, a repeated success about every six weeks and was extended called gov the musical that i shared about in previous episodes playing the former governor rose mofford and um, so I just didn't really ever really let it sink into my head that I wasn't California bound again, that this was going to somehow in some way permanently become my new home. But uh, probably because of just where I've been lately um, in my mind, in my heart, they came to my mind. I reached out. I found them through um, Facebook and We've been visiting with each other and just messages and chatting and going to get together and see one another, and I almost can't believe it. I feel like it is God's way of giving a, a, a much-needed blessing at the best time for such a time as this. What I have loved to have had their friendship over the past, oh gosh, 30 years? Yes. Um, those are years behind me and those are years that, you know, God used the circumstances in my life to form and continue to create in me who he wants me to be, but I am now going to reap the, um, benefits of social media and, uh, rekindle this, um, these two friendships with missy and mary sisters so that will happen soon so as i look at thanksgiving i'm like oh my gosh there's so much to be thankful for and and also the turkey that's thawing out in the freezer i was so afraid that we were going to be without turkeys because we heard all this stuff in the news um about shortages and i know it's legit there's stuff that's missing and what have you but um there's uh we have a turkey there will be turkey um i i also am looking to the future it's isn't it an interesting combination to stay in the moment yet be welcoming of the process that we have for planning and the ability to embrace what might come could come hope to come and I, um, am trying to apply courage to my thinking about the future. Um, I won't, um, go into all of it because some of it is just in my, in my mind right now, but I am really recognizing that life is, um, like a vapor. Did I get so dramatic just then? <laughs> it's. It comes and it and it goes, and it goes as quickly as it comes. I do think that living through this time with my friend Brian um brought some of that to the surface, but um, I want to live out my days as richly as I can, and I will confess to you that I have not done that much of my life. There have been moments, beautiful moments, but I think that in my heart that has tumbled around like it's in a dryer, um, has often sought for... to, to comfort myself, to comfort what I wasn't so sure of, um, having, I think a fearful veil on my spirit that I've had to sort of, uh, fight for much of my life, um, has made me seek comfort. And sometimes comfort is simply just for me, it has been, um, a deer in a headlight, just standing still, (laughs) because movement is uh, is movement of any kind requires some sort of commitment and i'm not sure about it and that doesn't feel comfortable so i can just freeze um circumstances that are difficult and i've i've had my share i know you probably have too but difficult circumstances can be like a um a, a suffocating blanket that when you know you get tangled in a blanket and you kick and you can't get out sometimes it's just better just to stay still you don't want to fight it and then it becomes comfortable being still becomes comfortable so i am looking to the future to not um uh to not do that so much anymore to um embrace as much of life as I can. I'm not completely sure of all that that will look like. It is sort of I've taken things in stages. Like I I will jump into the pool, but then I do dog paddle instead of swimming laps. I thought well, hey, I jumped into the pool. Just let me chill for a bit, a minute. But I feel like no. No, because then I'm missing some opportunity. So I am ready to swim some laps in this pool that I feel like I've jumped in. And I am so metaphor driven. So toss out any kind of metaphor and I will run with it. But I am looking to the future as much as I'm also staying in the moment. I am looking to the future. And I think that the new year will bring great things. I love the holiday season. And sometimes I do feel like it's going to go too quickly. But by living in the moment, that's the best that I can do and to appreciate and be thankful. And as I highlight uh, the things that I'm thank- thankful for, I'm thankful for my family um, that, and there's many many reasons why but i have relationships i don't have a very large family and some of my dad's relatives um we have sort of just lost contact with we were um and you know that goes both ways but uh, but the family that i have that um that are reciprocating and i'm very thankful for they color my world and Um, I have one um, brother and no other siblings, but he's plenty. He is rich and funny and smart and encouraging. And I'm very thankful for my relationship with my brother and his sweet wife, Michelle, and their children and my nephew and my nieces and my mom. And my mom is a beautiful person and i often wonder how life would be different for her and for us if my dad had lived uh i've i've been wondering oh, sorry i've been wondering about that a lot lately and loss just carves into us new things and though i would love to have my dad here particularly at the holidays i think about him a lot someone said on facebook today that when you lose an anchor like that in your family that life and holidays change and they and they do there's no way getting around that but um i wonder you know for my mother what uh she would not have had to endure and fight and um pursue for the sake of her personal survival had my dad been around to still partner with her but yet I also feel that the loss that we all experience but if I'm talking about her in particular um, the loss that she experienced did carve into her um, maybe even more beautifully so those um, elements that were already there to her personality and her nature that just gave them Um, more clarity. And I'm thankful for my mother and uh, love her really more and more every day. I'm thankful for my husband. I have um, a husband who is so many things and has been through these handful of years, so many things. I'm thankful for um, the interesting match that we are that um, though we have many many things in common there are things that are quite different and i am thankful for the way they show up in our life together and i am thankful for my cousins i have some fun cousins, some cousins I don't know as well. And that makes me sad. And I think maybe this next year, that's one of the things that I want to do is to cultivate that time with some cousins. But I'm thankful for, um, those relationships that expand my family that Mark and I just having each other as siblings, uh, cousins fill a big part and uncles and aunts and, um, the extended family from there. Um, And I'm thankful for my friendships, as I said. And I'm thankful for my creativity and for the courage that I'm cultivating. And I uh, welcome more of it into my future. I, I want to be an encouragement to people I always have. Um, there's something in me that can be very other driven because of that. I tend to look at others quickly uh, over maybe myself. And I, I don't mean that in like a wow, wow way, but I can get distracted with others. Let's say that because my interest is so other driven. I, I love people and I love the opportunity to help and I love the opportunity to encourage and I love the opportunity to uplift or focus on or celebrate. And um, I, I want to be an encouragement to you as um, my listening audience. So I'm asking you today um, that if you have a an idea of how I could be more encouraging through this podcast to you. Um, There may be other suggestions that don't suit you or fit you, but if you have a way or something you would like to hear me focus on or um, pursue or feature, please reach out to me. Uh, You can go to my website, TerrySummers.com forward slash podcast and leave some information there. You can just reach out to me on social media. Um, I would just love to know how I could be uh, more encouraging to you in particular. Okay? Now, let's switch gears to what I'm going to be doing here shortly when I finish this podcast. I um, am collaborating, uh, not really collaborating, that's not a good word. I am supporting the menu for Thanksgiving. It will be at my brother and sister-in-law's home and... I am making a, a few things to take, um, and one of them is cranberry sauce. So as soon as I get off the phone here, I'm going to go in and begin that process so it has a chance to marry, so the flavors have a chance to marry. And it has um, orange and apple and cranberry um and uh it the, the fresh cranberries are ground up and then they're uh the pectin from the orange and the apple and so there's a little bit of the bitterness from the rind of the orange as well included and uh I can't wait to make that and I know there are favorite things but you know there's something about the cranberry and I, don't, I even I love even the one out of the can that that um it looks like a cylinder, you know, it's I I like that too. And and my husband prefers that. So we have a can all ready to go as well. But I think that um the richness of oh, here's a metaphor. I wasn't planning on it, but I'm gonna it it's hit me. Um the richness and the fattiness and the carbohydrate ishiness of the Thanksgiving meal um, can be offset by that tart um, and sweet, but that tart and sweet addition of the cranberry. And I think about life that way. I didn't know I thought about life that way until I said it. But I mean, I think about life that way in principle. But this example is taking on a little bit of that tart um, surprise, it could be something that isn't as pleasant. it could be something that is off the beaten path, but it it breaks up or it accentuates or complements the richness of the the life's dinner plate and that um I see that as a blessing. That's why I'm so tickled to make the cranberry sauce. In terms of how it applies to the literal meal, it wasn't until right now that I went, ah, that's kind of a life thing too. But I love bringing cranberry into a meal and not just Thanksgiving either, but this is a wonderful recipe. Um, If you're interested in it, give me a holler again at the same place I mentioned earlier. Um, Then I'm also making our dressing and I got clarification. I saw I've had clarification, but I keep hearing now this year, for some reason, everyone is clarifying the difference between dressing and stuffing. And I kind of think that might just be like common sense. Stuffing means it gets stuffed into the turkey. And I don't know where the term dressing is. Maybe because it dresses the plate or dresses the turkey is actually baked in a pan outside of that. And... I know there's many different um, fun recipes and sometimes I think, oh, I want to try something a little bit different. But that traditional, love the way my grandma made dressing is going to win this year. So I'm going to, not probably this afternoon, but I'm going to be prepping for sure Wednesday um, to get ready to make that. And then I'm also making gravy. Um, I am a good gravy maker and I hope that translates into the gravy that we know that we can get in my bank account. Need to get me some gravy coming in, uh, but I'm going to be making the gravy and no, I'm just going to let you know, I have not been drinking. I'm just in a good mood, uh, primarily because I'm with you. And I am also making a Michael Simon. Are you familiar with that chef, Michael Simon? He has a recipe that I think it's called, it's his pappy who is no longer with us. His pappy's almost famous uh, corn pudding recipe. Um, I have one as well, but I'm going to try his. Not terribly different, but I'm going to try his. And is that it? Oh, we're frying a turkey. There's going to be two turkeys. My um, sister-in-law, Michelle, is doing the roasting one, which you know what? You kind of have to do that. I do. I love a roasted turkey and it's just tradition to worry about when you can get the space in your oven for the other items, you know, but I, I do love that whole process of basting and stuff. But then my husband, a few years back, um, fried my very first turkey and it was, y'all, it was the bomb. That was one of the juiciest, tenderest, turkeys I had ever had so we are also going to do a smaller version um of a turkey and fry the turkey and let me think if there's anything else that I I might be forgetting oh hey I'm not a fan of the green bean casserole don't get mad at me I'm not it has never been on our table maybe one time somewhere when someone might have brought it but um, another person that we follow online Kent Rawlings do you know him he's like a cowboy cooker um, goes out literally with cowboys and like the chuck wagon from the old days but he has a, a YouTube show but he came up with his own version of the green bean casserole and I thought you know I might be able to go back and forgive that dish if I did this, this way. So I am making that as well. And I do think that's it. I think that's it, um, that I'm contributing. But the list that we have, I don't know. I mean, we're just like, is there any wonder that when I jump up and down, my thighs shimmy as much as they do? No, not a wonder not a wonder that i pack my own turkey on my back end uh 12 months a year but that's all good i'm not going to focus on that right now but i um i thank you for uh the journey with me i don't really totally keep track of how many people are listening um I'm surprised by it though when I do take note, but I don't I don't rush to look at that. I um maybe I should. Maybe it would be telling me something. But I just love the process and for right now that's okay. And um it's the primary for me to begin with. So thank you for letting me Uh, share this time with you and I'm going to just dawned on me. I have a little song that I might have shared last year but Uh, Many years ago, my friends, Jim and Lori Cooney, um, they wanted me to leave a outgoing message on their voice recording machine, answering machine. Remember those? And I came up with, um, it was over the holiday season leading up to Thanksgiving, and I believe they were living on the East Coast. I can't remember. Um, But I came up with something and I will leave that, leave you with that. Here we go. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <clears throat> we gather together to wolf on a turkey. Our guts are so full that we could just hurl. But we want a bite of something, perhaps some pie. Yes, Pumpkin. And when that slice is gone, we'll give Pecan a whirl. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. <laughs>